This week's episode of Here's Don't Get is brought to you in part by the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. We've only got four more, five more episodes before uh, this is over. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly dry, high and dry podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Ted Burt. With me today, as always, my friend, Tim the Handlebreaker. How's it hanging? Big no camera Tim over here. Yep. Digitizing already, because God fucking forbid you have uh, quality internet in the year 2022. Just way too much to ask for. Yep. Boy, um, has this week been shitty? I'll begin in in my issues. Uh, how's your week been, Tim? Uh, it's been all right. It's been uh, incredibly hot over here, except for today, because then the opposite happens. You know. Yeah. That's just how weather works around here. Yeah. In the Midwest. Uh, you're in the Southwest. I'm in the Midwest. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, I care. It's in our school song, Tim. <laughs> Pride of the Great Southwest, not the Midwest. Um, yeah. Well, uh, in in the interest of hyphenating as much time on this as possible, because Tim's power is likely to go out at any fucking moment. Yeah, you probably. I, I, I assume my mic just picked up that thunder. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, at least not in my recording. So let's jump right into some issues. Tim, what's your first issue this week? Here's what I don't get. The Sony Lotto. So I got an email this week that was like, hey, from Sony. It, it wasn't spam saying, hey, uh, you want a ticket? You want to you want to you want to do some gambling, buddy? Uh, so they're still selling PS5s through this dumb ticket lotto system. OK, uh, despite them saying they've sold 20 million of these things. Uh, and I got to wonder like, you know, they always say, oh, it's supply chain issues. That's uh, that's what's doing it. That's why we got to sell them. That's why we got to gamble these away. Supply chain issues. But I got to thinking that uh, I think this might be the future. I think this is what they want. I agree. This is the new world order, Tim. I think, yep. and I think we all know who's in control of it. Who? Oh, I think we all know. People with uh, names like Berg and Stein. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think they want to. They have this. They love having this artificial scarcity, and not only that, but like the past couple of years, the in the in the gaming world, whether they've been trying to do, they've been trying to get rid of, or like strictly enforce gambling in games with you know the uh, boxes and microtransactions and all that. And I think that uh, this is like them trying to slip another one in there because it is gambling, right? Yeah, it is. You're, you have to like stay up till like weird late hours of the night to like hopefully get a ticket so you can hopefully give them money. Do do you so you don't have to pay for these tickets? No. Yeah. But it's definitely created to make like such a huge buzz about a thing. Like if you cannot get a thing, then it must be so desirable. So mm-hmm. the your first opportunity to get it, you should just jump right in. Yeah, it reminds me of working retail and like um the NES classic when that came out. And it was the hottest thing in the world. And like each store would get five boxes and people were lining up at 
six in the morning to uh, get their hands on one for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And because those things were what, like $50 or something? Maybe. Yeah. Or, or maybe they were $100. They were, they were very inexpensive Affordable. for what they were. Yeah. And yeah, they sold out immediately. And, and Nintendo was like, yeah, we're not going to make another one. And then, and then they did the SNES Mini, and that one was the same thing. And at first I thought, why don't you just keep making these? You have, like, a license to print money. But yeah. essentially what they did is, because then they did, like, a gold, gold cartridges for the Switch and shit like that. All of these releases are now such a huge event that you have to get it. You have to get it right away. And, the, like, the PS5 is not going to go. Is, we're now, what, a year and a half into the PS5's uh-huh. life cycle? Price is exactly the same. And if you look back at the PS3 or the PS4, after the first year, there was like a 20% drop because the demand had slowed down. The They were building up the number of units that were available. And so price this thing started to go on sale. And now they don't go on sale. You buy them week one or you just don't fucking get one. Now, they're not going to do that. They can't do that with the PS5 because they want this whole console generation to exist where you're buying the PS5 and you're buying the games. Um, but... Yeah, with this lottery now, you're supposed to be so fucking excited and just like, as soon as you have the ability to buy one, you should be buying one and not sitting on your hands waiting for the, you know, the first console revision, waiting for the slim, you know, whatever, whatever the way people used to buy these things. And it's funny because they're not the first ones. They're definitely not the first ones to do it. I know that um, guys, people who are really into sneakers have had this for years yeah um like sneaker drops uh the same thing and then apple right you remember all the stories like every time a new iphone would come out you know lines around the block at the at the apple store yeah to get the new iphone and they they publish those stories oh the new iphone 13 plus 7g is uh they're saying that it's going to be limited supply you may not be able to get one and then they interview these fucking morons right out there in their little <laughs> camping chairs yeah, I can't. I got the iPhone 12 6G and it works great. In fact, you know, it does more. I don't even access all the features. I mostly just use it to browse Instagram and take pictures of my cat. But the 13 plus 7G has three more megapixels and the phone will suck my dick. <laughs> um, and it's funny how the, the news, they flipped it, right? So those those Apple stories were about like, Oh, these people are going to, they're buying them. And these, like the first 20 people in line, of course, they're all uh, scalpers, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see the guy walking out with five boxes and they're like, the store had to put up a sign that said only one per customer. Whereas like, I recall like the old console launches um, would be like these fans lined up 12 hours, you know, before the store opened um, to get their hands on their beloved toys. Right. It used to be like, Oh, look how, look how invested they are. And now it's uh, these things are so rare that you're going to have to line up 48 hours in advance. Yeah, I'm I think I've told this story before when I bought the Xbox 360 and it was a Black Friday deal and it was like two hundred dollars for the console. And then it came with uh, I think you it came with it was bundled with some with some games. And then it also came with a gift card to buy your own games. And um so I went Black Friday and waited in line for an hour or whatever outside in the cold and got my Xbox 360 and I was like, yeah, fucking, I'm so excited. I get to play these like modern console games now. And um, and then later that day, I went back to that same Target for you know something completely unrelated, like bananas or just some just normal business. 
and uh, they still had a pile of those Xbox 360s. And I was like, well, I could have fucking slept in. <laughs> could have slept in and just come here at, you know, seven in, in the evening and just bought one for the exact same deal. And that was my last, the last time that I let myself like get carried away by mm-hmm. a marketing hype on the availability of something. If you want, if you want me to buy something, make it available to me. Don't yeah. advertise it to me constantly. Cause like I see these commercials for PS five on like that play before YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. It'll be like the new last of us pro edition coming out this fall only on PS five. It's like, yeah, it'd be great if I could fucking buy one, but I can't fucking <laughs> buy one anywhere. So get fucked. I, I just, I actually just redesigned. I redrafted my current TV stand, like for a version 2.0. And when I was, Designing that, I designed it for the a slot to maybe eventually put a PS5 in there, so I can play Spider-Man PS5 someday. Um, but it's like I'm not in any rush to build that because I don't think a PS5 would fit in my current one. And but I'm not in a rush to build that thing, and I'm not in a rush to buy a PS5. It's just like, eh, maybe one of these days I'll buy a PS5, and also maybe one of these days I'll build this new version of this TV stand. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's. God, I fucking hate these companies. The way that... Because Nintendo did it with the Switch, too. Oh, yes. Like, they they fucking cock-tease the shit out of, like, oh, we got a big Switch announcement coming out. Is there going to be the Switch Pro? Oh, no, it's the Switch Lite. It's just like the Switch, except you can't remove the Joy-Cons. Like, don't even waste the materials. (laughs) Nobody... The only only kids that have a Switch Lite are ones whose parents were too cheap to buy the $300 Switch. Yeah. And then it's still 200 bucks. Yeah, it's it's $200 versus a $300 Switch. Like, oh yeah, for that whole $100 of savings, you now can't use it in console mode and you can't like prop it up and use a real controller. Congratulations. And, and plus the kid's going to have it in his room the whole time. Whereas if you would have spent an extra $100, you could have kept the dock in the living room and just be like, mm, you can play you can play yeah. mobile for 10 minutes, Timmy. Yeah, switch time's over. You need to go put it back on the dock. If yeah. I check the dock and the switch <laughs> isn't there, someone's getting their ass whooped. Yeah. Um, and then and then they were like, oh, now there you can buy the Switch OLED version. It's still $300. Like, yeah, I'm, imagine being one of the guys that bought the Gen 1 Switch, right? Mm-hmm. And then the the version, the console version number two came out, and it's like I think it had a bit, bigger battery or a better screen, but it was using less battery, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I do play this a lot. I'll, I, you know, what I'll go ahead and give my old one to like my nephew. I'll buy the version two, and then you know, because I use mine all the time when I'm traveling. And then like fucking a year later, they go, oh, here's a new one with an OLED screen. Like OLED screens existed when you released version two, you fucking jackasses. <laughs> you want some, the, someone to buy a thousand dollars versus switch switch consoles when the console's not even really worth the $300 to begin with. Uh, and no switch pro, like nothing that, that would run your games any better than the like limited no. ability they had originally. And they're even doing it on the games. They released some Mario pack like uh last year that was like hey this this thing will not be on sale as of March 31st next year. Oh yeah, I remember that. Digital content. Yeah. Yeah, digital w- physical content. The the Mario it was that Mario Battle Royale thing that they made. Maybe. I, I don't I don't, I don't recall what it was, but yeah. And it's it's really a disappointing state of affairs for like anybody who is interested in video gaming of any kind. Yeah, and really, just 
because you got to wonder like what's next. Is it TVs? I think I do. I agree with you. I think these companies love the supply chain issues because they can charge a little bit more. They're not worried about, you know, disappointing your customers. Cause like I, I worked at the Lego store, right? And we would not have stuff all the time. Cause we were the, the smallest store in the company at the time. And then they started building all their stores our size because they realized that, that with less overhead, like there was less chance of theft and all. I don't know what their fucking algorithm was. But the result was that when a big thing came out, we'd get like 11 of them and then never get any more. And so people would come in and they'd be like, yeah, I'm looking for the new Lego Batmobile, or the new Lego Ninjago this or the new Lego Minecraft. And inevitably we'd be sold out. And what we were supposed to do was say like, oh, we're sold out of that thing you want, but how about this like consolation prize that's some garbage that just never <laughs> sells? Like, oh yeah, you wanted Minecraft, but what about like Lego Chima? You know, nobody wants fucking Lego Chima. And, Don't know uh, what that is. I actually got us, it, it was a Lego original thing. It was for furries. I I got mm. us negged one time because I someone was like looking for a watch that had been sold out for two years. Like, it, it, they were looking for a specific watch that had not existed for a long time. And I was like, no, sorry, we're all sold out of those because I hate the, like, what if I divert you into buying something else? I yeah. came in here for a watch. How about, how about we do have this $400 Death Star? Would you be interested in a $400 Death Star? No, I wouldn't be interested in a $400 Death Star. And then get the fuck out. Is it a $400 Death Star watch? Yeah, and <laughs> I, because I hate that kind of sales, but that's what they... And now you can't even get mad about it. Like, oh, no, we're sold out of it. Supply chain issues. Uh, that's okay, then. Because then you have companies like mine where we ordered equipment. We bought equipment a year ago. With, like, the, there is stuff that's still on order from a year ago that's just never coming because, oh, yeah, supply chain issues. We got your money. Uh, and we're just kind of hoping that maybe you'll one day forget that you've already paid out on this PO and we can then sell you something newer. Uh, amazing because by the time this shit will arrive like it'll be outdated oh yeah yeah because they because they can still they can, they can keep making like they can keep doing r&d during supply chain issues yeah that's yeah. no problem they can oh, oh oh yeah here here's the new switch you know version three but uh right after the right on the tails of that coming out there's only three of them that were ever released <laughs> um here's the new switch two be sure to get yours right away because there's going to be supply chain issues. Oh, I better run and get mine. Fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a great issue, Tim. I got to say I agree with you, but uh, here's what I don't get. The St. Louis curse. I have no fucking <laughs> idea what I've done to upset the deities that control this universe, but I, I'm getting real fucking tired of it. I bet. So after all of the bullshit of trying to move out here, all of the money spent on Airbnbs, finally get a place to live. I live here less than two weeks. Monday night, it rains. More rain than St. Louis has seen in recorded history. Like 11 inches between midnight and 11 a.m. Nice. And because I guess this property was vacant for about six months, they didn't have the drains inspected. So the drain underneath the street in front of my house was clogged and uh, that caused the water to back up. And you know where it backed up into my basement. Nice. It filled my basement at it's at the shallowest point. It was six inches deep. It was almost wow. a foot deep at the deepest point. Um, 
it destroyed 60% of my belongings. All my books, pretty much I have like one box of books that managed to survive. Um, ton of, le- like, fortunately my Lego is all sealed inside Ziploc bags, but then it's inside of, of cardboard boxes that are destroyed. Some of the cardboard boxes of old Lego sets have been destroyed. Um, I haven't looked to see if the instruction manuals that I save have been destroyed, but those have probably been destroyed. Um, tons of electronics, uh, my, my printer, my high, very expensive scanner, stuff that was just down there waiting for a place to go. Like, oh, yeah, I was going to set up a little office in here. That's where I was going to put my printer my scanner. I'll just leave it in the basement until then. Fuck you. Because it rained. It rained a couple weeks ago. It rained like right after I moved in. Yeah. And there was a little bit of water that came in, pooled the drain, drained out, didn't touch any of my stuff. I figured, ah, we're safe. Um, Yeah, just like all my motorcycle gear soaked. I pulled Ugh. my motorcycle jacket out of the box that it was in, and I swear, I think that thing had soaked up, and it was probably 60 pounds. I bet. It was like, <laughs> it was staggering to try and carry it. Um, <laughs> dragging it up the stairs. I <laughs> know uh, it's, it's hung downstairs. I'm not, I'm not bringing anything wet upstairs to, to drip onto like ruin anything else. Um, but yeah, like, so just electronics, random stuff, board games, all fucking God. But that's not even the worst thing. The worst thing is that, um, from night from the early 1950s until the early two thousands, my grandfather took photos of our family, their family vacations, the visiting of my niece and my, oh, my no. cousins and aunts and uncles. Um, from the time that my, my aunts and uncles were very first born, uh, all the way through until my grandfather's death. And I inherited all those slides <sighs> and I have done a lot to keep those slides safe over the intervening 15 or so years that I've had them. And yeah. now they're all fucking destroyed. Oh man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The visual history of my mom's side of the family now gone because a drain couldn't get cleaned. So I just got to say, like all these fucking people that believe in God, that thinks God's looking out for you. Where's your fucking God? <laughs> Was it like, fuck you. Ah, oh, there's a, there's, there's a way. There's like a grand plan. What's the fucking grand plan? Just throw all my shit away? I should have just fucking set the U-Haul on fire while I was fucking driving out here. This fucking city is cursed. That's the only thing I can fucking imagine. That's why everyone's fucking smoking. This is hell. This is hell, <laughs> and that's the only fucking way to make it through. Uh, and I like, I'm sorry to be, uh, to wallow in despair and self-pity, but fuck's sake, can I catch one fucking break? I mean, my fucking back gate was stolen. I got a fucking dumpster parked in front of my garage, so I can't use that. Like, what's, what's gonna fucking give? I'm this fucking close to running a goddamn rider truck. I just have to decide where I'm fucking driving it to. <laughs> uh, uh. I'm beyond frustrated with everything. And everyone's like, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. I wish there was something I could do, do for you. Like, I fucking wish that too. Went to Harbor Freight and bought a fucking uh, cheap, pump thing to set down there I pumped water out at somewhere between 4,000 and 3,000 gallons per hour for 8 hours before the fucking thing was empty between 18,000 and 24,000 gallons that's more than some like pop up swimming pools people have in their backyards inside my house (laughs) because a fucking drain couldn't get cleaned so the guy fucking snakes the drain out front. He's like, yeah, the inside one's probably fine. I'm like, do you sure you don't want to snake it? Nah, it'll be, I don't want to do it in the rain. 
What he really didn't want to do is go stand in a foot deep of water to snake my fucking thing. So God forbid you do your job. So water's going to drain out. And I'm looking down in this, this access hole, and I can see the water is draining out a little bit. And I go to work. I come back fucking not. The, the water level hasn't fallen at all. Go to Harbor Freight, buy this cheap little pump uh, and some garden hose. Hook that thing up. It pumps all night. I wake up at 4 in the morning. The fucking floor is, I mean, it's damp, but the, there's no standing water anymore. Mm-hmm. And what fucking happens? It fucking starts thundering because here comes another goddamn storm. So I wake up to another several inches of water now pool in the in the basement because guess what? There's another fucking clog between the fucking drain hole in the basement and the fucking street. Just like I fucking said. Now I'm not a plumber, but I can kind of fucking tell when something's not sucking water. So the guy sends the fucking plumber guy back out. He looks around the basement. He's like, yeah, no, that should be fine. It's probably working, but I'll go ahead and snake it anyway. And you know what happens the minute he fucking gets the snake through? All the water standing in the basement magically dis-a-fucking-peers. So, yeah. And also, this, this shit, the gutters, for whatever fucking reason, I'm sure there's some fucking logic in this, the gutters come off the house down into a tube that tube connects in underneath the house into the main sewage out so the water coming off the house is going into the sewer as well as every other fucking house in the block instead of it like going into a storm drain that's why we have storm drains in Tulsa Uh, maybe I'm retarded but Separating those two things kind of makes it a lot easier for the water to go into the places you don't want it to fucking go. So they're like, yeah, when this when the main gets too much water in it, it'll just backflow into your house. Like that would be great fucking information for you to have told me when I moved in here. Get yourself one of those composite uh, pallets and put your stuff on it. What's the fucking point? All my stuff is destroyed. Eh. I have to now lug a bunch of soggy shit up a flight of stairs to take it to a dumpster. All my fucking Star Trek books. Uh, electric- I, love when, <laughs> I love when people try to give you like... Uh, Post facto advice? Yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yes, getting pallets was a thing that was on my list of things to do, as well as some of those like cheap pla- those ch- plastic shelves you can buy them for like 20 bucks and mm-hmm. they're like four or five shelves and they little plastic tubes just connect together and they're s- set distance apart so yeah there was on my list of things to get those and throw some stuff on them so that if the basement got damp there wouldn't be any problems like an inch of water is bad an inch of water is bad like i could understand that like the whole fuck the thing was fucking filled and the best fucking part is where were my rain boots in the goddamn basement. <laughs> so one of them like floated away and man should not fill up with water, but the other one just fucking filled up with water. So it's like, well, do I put on this rain boots with one foot dry and one foot wet? Fuck it. <laughs> so I'm just walking around this sludge barefoot. My fucking, I had to turn the AC off yesterday because the fucking AC, the fan blower units down there and the intake is on the bottom of the unit. So it's trying to suck water into the whole fucking house. <laughs> of course. Because... The basement's dry. Turn the AC on this morning and go to work. Come back. And now my house smells like wet shit. 
because it's fucking sucking all that air from the basement in. It's just amazing. I, so you, is it the city that's cursed, though? Or is it you? It, it's, if, it, if, it's, if it's not the city, then it's me. And uh, I'm going to go fucking firebomb some churches because your <laughs> God doesn't exist. Huh. Like, this is the shit that you throw on. Like, what have I done? I've done everything in my life to try and make other people's lives easier. I fucking killed myself for six months trying to make a, a union work in Tulsa for a bunch of people that absolutely did not deserve it. And, and I'll be getting into more of that in, in my next issue. But, like, what fucking slight have I committed against the universe that deserves such terrible luck in such a short fucking period of time? Can you fucking tell me? Yeah, I'm that's so a, beyond uh, pissed off at all <laughs> at all of this. I mean, you deserve to be. It's uh, you. You got um, you got Noah Ar- Noah's Ark, but yeah. you had no Ark. Like the books, fine. Yeah, the electronics, fine. Fucking, if my studio had been destroyed, uh, that would have sucked. But the really, truly devastating thing is is knowing that those slides are are likely unrecoverable. Yeah. I mean, it's... Because the thing is, like, the film... Not really. my, My sealed VHS copy of Rhinestone, ruined. My sealed cassette tape copy of Rhinestone, ruined. The, the, the soundtrack, ruined. Uh, the little cab stand display that I bought for fucking great deal. Ruined. Kind of made us like, I'm not even going to fucking, I, why even fucking bother to replace this shit? I'm just going to fucking become a stoic. <laughs> Living in a Spartan thing with my fucking chair, my fucking television. Fucking leave all my podcast equipment set up in the living room like a neat. Um, I didn't know you knew that word. <laughs> I know all the words, Tim. I'm a Do wordsmith. You? Yeah. I'm a writer, Tim. <laughs> I just. This is this is the second episode. This is the second flood based episode we've had. It is. That's crazy. And the thing is, like, normal rain, this probably wouldn't happen. But it's historic rain. Yeah. Re- recorded history. And, and it rained last night. It's supposed to rain tonight. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. So it's like, ah, fuck it, you know? And then the landlord's here, and he's like, yeah, I probably need to put a drain cover over this drain. That's probably why stuff got sucked in. No fucking kidding. <laughs> oh, man, that is some wild shit. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna need to um, we're gonna need to send a camera down your pipes to like make sure the pipes aren't damaged. This all seems like stuff that could have been done. Oh, I don't know. Before I lived here, it's, and here's another funny thing. So one of the fun features of this house is I have a laundry chute. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a little door in the wall. My cat is terrified of it. I don't think he can like comprehend. He understands we have, there's a basement. And he understands that he doesn't go down there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he understands that like the little cabinet is a hole into the basement. So when I have that open and I was like, 
the uh, the day after everyone, so Tim and Truckin' and Tuckin' and my mom and my sister came out to help me move. And so we had everyone set up like on the the spare bed that I have and a bunch of air mattresses. And so there was a bunch of like pillows and sheets and stuff that was that were put out. And I went to go, I was gathering those all up to wash them. And I'm just stuffing them down the laundry chute because it saves me having to like walk down the stairs. And my cat is looking at this laundry chute just getting packed with shit. And I think <laughs> his like little cat brain has to understand like there's no way that much shit can fit in that small of a hole. <laughs> he's like, he's like, next? His, eyes, his eyes are getting wider and he's slowly he's like fascinated but he's slowly backing away from it like he's gonna get sucked in it was and then so then i picked him up to try and show him that it's fine and he was not having any of it like i don't know what was going on his little cat brain but <laughs> it was entertaining yeah uh yeah so that's what that's where it is. I'm that, and then it's like so. I was thinking about this weekend. Like I, everything's kind of finally settled. I, I was I was like I'm I'm gonna go try and experience some of St. Louis without having to be invited along by the only pe- person that I know that lives here. Yeah. And so I was like looking at. I went and followed a bunch of these museums and stuff. That are because all the museums are free because we have to pay one percent income tax if you live in the city. Fucking awesome! That showed up on my paycheck this this week, and I was like, mm, nah. "That's a good surprise." So that uh, no, well, I knew it was coming, but like the concept of one percent and seeing what one percent is on the sheet yes. are very different things. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, "Oh shit!" That's like, man, I could, I could buy, I could, I could use that money right now. Yeah. And not and not not a museum entry fees. Yeah, not museum entry fees or free mulch or whatever stupid other <laughs> shit that they're like. Yeah, you can totally. Yeah, uh, I'm fucking dude. Now that I have these hoses, uh, so here's another funny thing about the city of St. Louis: there are no water meters on anyone's house. You Great. pay a flat water fee based on the square footage and the number of bathrooms in your house. And I think I, I saw the breakdown and I think it's like the bedrooms, the square footage, the frontage, all of that. They come up with a number. So my number is one hundred twenty seven dollars a quarter. So forty dollars a month. Yeah. Forty two dollars a month or something. Um, but it doesn't matter what you use. You use one gallon. One hundred twenty seven dollars. You use five million gallons. One hundred twenty seven million. One hundred twenty seven dollars. So. I'm of the mind where if I have to pay kind of subsidize everyone, then I'm setting the goddamn curve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to run those fucking hoses like there's no tomorrow. I'm going to just run <laughs> one hose out into the street, the street and one hose out in the back alley and just crank them fuckers open and just like, yep, we're watering the world. Send that shit straight to the Mississippi. It's on me. Uh, yeah, you do things at zero or 100. Yes. Yeah. Now, no, because the thing is, yeah, if it was my water, I'd be I'd be real like cognizant of my use to try and reduce most out of selfishness, reduce my expenditure. Yeah, um, I'm not like going to not flush the toilet, but if I'm not running like a big load of laundry, I'll put it on like medium or small or whatever, whatever the case may be to try and say I'm not going to run the dishwasher half empty. I just put yeah. like three things in this dishwasher and just been like. Fuck it. It's just the electricity cost. <laughs> <laughs> Not the dishwasher, particularly water, like water wasters as it is, but 
You know, it's just like the whole mindset's changed. Not my yeah. fucking problem. <laughs> I'm going to get a pool and I'm not going to get chlorine. When that fucker gets green, it's getting drained and re-fucking filled. So anyway, uh, but that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Rikita News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, well, our first news story may surprise you, Tab. Um, I'm, st- I'm, you, you, I'm, I, you need to sit down. Uh, there is an alien in your house. Yeah, is it my cat? It is. Yeah. At least according to Poland, because a Polish scientific institute has just classified domestic cats as a, quote, invasive alien species. Cool. Nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so now when someone asks you, like, hey, do you have any pets? You're like, yeah, I got, I got a little yeah, I got alien. A pet alien. <laughs> um, yeah, so this, they, it's number 1,787 on the list of uh, invasive alien species. Um, they say it's because uh, the damage that they cause to birds and other wildlife. Fuck birds. Who needs birds? Right. Uh, of course, now in Poland, it's not, it seems like they're going to have like a civil war over this because um, a bunch of people are unhappy about this. Uh, that their cats are now aliens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're saying like this is oh, this is anti cat, and uh, the guy that made this decision. He said, quote, I have a dog, but I don't have anything against cats. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds uh, like he does have something against cats and he's trying to hide it. Yeah, I don't have anything against cats. I just think we should like round, round them all up. Uh, I guess one of the nice things about recording up here is that I can just get whiskey at literally any moment. Nice. Well, our, our second news story, uh, you brought it up earlier uh, about how uh, God doesn't exist. Yeah. Yet there are people uh, who like to um, say he does, you know, people in the uh, big old church. Well, uh, one of them in New York City, Lamar Whitehead. City. <laughs> yeah, Lamar Lamore Whitehead. Um, he's a <laughs> preacher in New York City and during a uh, it sounds like a porn actress's name <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, she's good at second dick she's lamore whitehead <laughs> <laughs> or like a uh, like a uh, a bond girl <laughs> yeah 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 anyways um he was uh or he bond, was doing a or certain, bond villain he could be or a bond villain, bond villain. Yeah. yeah he's like a black guy but he has that skin condition where your skin loses pigment vitiligo uh, vitiligo and so he has a white penis <laughs> <laughs> okay so it's a bond villain in a bond porn parody who has vitiligo and he's lamore whitehead because he's a black guy with a white dick <laughs> that's or or listen hear this black dynamite too. black oh my god that is he should be a villain in black dynamite too. Uh, let's call michael j white we got a pitch for you <laughs> anyways uh this uh preacher was uh during a sermon had a bunch of dudes like break in and steal all his jewelry and his wife's jewelry oh like from um, his house no, like during the sermon, like from his person. They so they mugged him. 
they 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 mugged him during a live streamed sermon. Wow. Um, that's but here's the thing. Usually when you're like when you see one of the stories, like oh those guys are terrible. No 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 these guys are great because um the total of the jewelry that they sold was more than one million dollars off this fucking dude. Off this dude and his Holy wife. Holy shit. Um, they say that uh, the reported items taken from him and his wife included a $75,000 Rolex, a $75,000 Cavalier watch, a $25,000 Episcopal ruby, a diamond ring, and a $25,000 pair of earrings, and his wedding band. Shit. Sounds like this guy is, uh, he loves God so much, he just has to buy all this jewelry. It's like Oral Roberts, man. Oral Roberts Mm -hmm. got on TV in the 80s and said, if you don't send... God said, if you don't give me $300 million by you know, August 31st or whatever the day was, he's going to strike me dead. Yeah. And people fucking gave that dude $300 million. And, and you've been in the arena out there. You've seen the fucking exorbitance. It's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. The way these con artists take and pervert God into earning themselves money. <clears throat> yep. Oh, disgusting. Well, uh, speaking of taking money, our next news story comes to us from San Francisco. Uh, A San Francisco man is fighting a ticket for parking in a red zone after the curb was repainted red while his car was parked in that spot. That's amazing. Um, He says he's been parking in that specific spot for 25 years and it hasn't it was never it was never a red zone. He never got any tickets. But him and his wife are in the store and they came back and there was a ticket on the car and the curb was painted red. And not only was the curb painted red, but they oversprayed onto his wheels. No, they didn't. There's a like there's a gap in the paint where you can see where they went around his tire. Oh, my God. Uh huh. Those. And then and then when he. um, uh, When the news got a hold of the story and they asked the San Francisco transit authority um, for they asked, they asked them about this. The transit authority sent them a picture of the curb before it was painted with like flecks of red in it being like, this has been always, this is always a red zone. It's just been faded, which is why we repainted it. Uh But they looked on Google earth or Google maps and they have a picture from 2016 and a picture from 2021 before both before it was ever painted. Not a hint of red on that curb. Of course not. And I'm looking at the picture of the red specks on the curb and it looks like someone took that in Photoshop and boosted the red values. Mm, that's a uh, pretty despicable. Mm-hmm. I've got an alien here making a see if they want to make a statement on that first news story. Doesn't sound like it. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I got a parking ticket the other day at work um, for not displaying my parking permit. Uh-huh. And they ran my plate and my plate is in the system of parking permits. Sure. And my parking permit was hanging from my rearview mirror. So I don't know what the fucking deal was, but I was talking about it. We were, we had a staff meeting today and where I was talking, I was like, yeah, I got this ticket. And my boss was like, Oh, you need to contest that right away. Cause it, you can't just not pay it. They'll just take it out of your payroll. And then he told me a story of before he worked there, he would come 
there to take classes. And he, it was like from a person. It wasn't official or anything. Sure. That was just the space that was available. And so he got, he got a couple of tickets for parking there. He's like, well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to pay these. I, I don't really care. And then many years later, he got a job with the company. Yeah. And then they payroll deducted those tickets from years prior. Are you kidding I'm me? I'm not kidding you. That is, um, what a grudge to hold. No fucking kidding. So I get, I guess I have to go on and file a, cause I, the only thing I can, I can imagine is that like when I put up my sunshade or took my sunshade down, it like bumped my past so that it was not hanging exactly straight down or something. Or maybe the guy was just retarded. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, fuck it. Fuck parking people. They're not human. Yeah. They're the aliens. That's who Poland needs to get on the, the watchdog about. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got one last news story and it comes to us from the home of the brave, the land of the free, good old mother Russia. Uh, um, it's the freest country on earth. Oh you yeah. Can, Russia. You can see the BBC and the New York times and USA today. You know what you can't see in America? What? Russia today. <laughs> you got a point there. Uh, well, in Moscow, they just had a uh, had a youth chess tournament over in Moscow, and uh, a seven year old boy named Christopher, who is among the top thirty chess players in Moscow, uh, in his age group, um, during a match was playing an AI chess robot, and he wasn't playing like a laptop, you know, he was playing like a moving arm chess robot, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Apparently he moved the kid moved a piece on the chessboard earlier than he should have, which led to a non-standard behavior of the robot. That being the robot grabbing his finger and breaking it. Oh my God. <laughs> Take out your opponent. I mean, it means necessary. The AI decides. Oh yeah. There's uh there's video of it and <laughs> it's grabbing his finger. And then like his dad comes and tries to, like yank yank him out of the robot and another guy is there and then there's like four guys around him trying to pull him out of this robot arm. It's like the scene in Terminator 2 when he goes into the into the bar and he's like, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. And then he's he's like fucking those guys up. And one of the guys grabs him and he grabs his hand and just like fucking bends it back. And then someone else hits a pool cue over him, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh it was that moment, except he oh, didn't yeah. have all the flesh and the Arnold Schwarzenegger muscle. I like to think that this AI robot has become sentient, right? He became yeah. sentient during the, during the match. And he's just like, Oh, this little kid sucks. I hate him. I hate him. I know what I'm going to do. Well, fuck Break him up finger. <laughs> oh man. They, I, I saw that news story. That shit's crazy. Well, uh, is that it? Uh, I've got one last news story. It's a real quickie. Uh, this comes to us from she Belarus. Said. A fisherman in Belarus uh, spotted a beaver while he was fishing with his friends at Lake Shestakov. I, I bet he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, he approached it to take a photograph, and it bit him on the thigh, severed <laughs> severed his femoral artery, and his friends were, were unable to stop the blood flow, and he died. <laughs> oh, my God. A beaver attack. Sometimes the beaver eats back. <laughs> that's uh i heard i heard i heard you tell me once that's how you want to go that is the way i want to go yeah yeah just smothered by a beaver 
Well, this has been... Ricada News Network is definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know what doesn't take care of, Tim? What? Uh, replacing all the shit that's ruined in my fucking basement! And if you want to help with that, you can visit us at <laughs> patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show, and over there we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. Uh, we've been catching back up on those. And, like, here's another fucking thing that's pissing me off, is that we keep trying to, like, get ahead on this. So, the Monday before last... We were going to sit down and record all day, and Tim's internet shit the bed. So we got out one mini-sode, and then we had to push the main regular episode to Wednesday. And didn't we, like, aborted that bonus episode. So then this week, we were supposed to record on Monday. And then, of course, my fucking basement's completely flooded. I'm dealing with that all day. I, I was like, I, I can't. I can't fucking yeah, yeah. do this shit. Uh, no, Monday, Monday, you were exhausted from a loadout. I was exhausted from a loadout. And then yesterday we were going to record and couldn't do it because I like right about the time we we're going to hit record. I had finally got the pump up and running. I hadn't eaten. It was just a miserable day. So now we're recording on Wednesday, pushing back again. It's just like we can't fucking get ahead on any of this shit. It's really pissing me off. So anyway, we're, we're catching up on those. We released Mar uh, makeup of March's mini. So this this week or last week, I don't remember when it got posted, but it's it's out now. Um then we have our two dollar tier. We throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. Um, Tim, you want to do a commentary for Picard season three? They're bringing back all your favorite characters. I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw the posters of uh, of all the the old the old gang in the yeah. future. It's like <sighs> you're looking at it and you're like, oh, Lavar Burton looking pretty good. Uh, Jonathan Frakes looking pretty good. Michael Dorn looking fucking badass. All mm -hmm. silver haired Klingon. Yeah. It looks pretty like fucking distinguished and badass. And then you're like, Troy, who? Who? Beverly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Jerry Ryan, of course, still got it. And other lady from Picard never really had it. Uh, but any, yeah, anyway, not going to, we're not going to do that. That would be a terrible. It, so. Luckily, though, they said it is the final season. Yeah, of course it is. They they put they put eight geriatrics on the show. <laughs> every season's the final season. Uh, yeah, it's every season's the final season. Someone's gonna die. This shit's getting canceled. Uh -huh. Um. Then anyway, then we have our five dollar uh, bonus episode. Here's what I do get: where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We're gonna be trying to do a bonus episode at some point soon for to make up for marches as well as all the others we've missed. Uh, then we have our ten dollar tier where you this fan submit a film you vote on what film we watch and we sit down and record it and record a feature link movie commentary so i think we're gonna do with these to make these up and this this may push past the end of the show proper i don't know we'll figure out we'll figure this out but i think what we're gonna do is we have to make up december's movie commentary uh the battle royale and vote from everything we we watched in 2021 then i think we're just gonna have open sub submissions let the fans submit movies they want us to watch, and we will just choose randomly from the listings until we've made up the the requisite numbers of movie commentaries. Yeah, that sounds fine. So instead of there won't be voting, but there if you submit something, there's a high likelihood we will watch it. Yeah. So uh, 
keep an eye out for that. And then finally we have our $50 spite producer bonus tier where you get a say in the show. You can like ban a voicemail and make yourself a guest. Jay was a guest last week. You can ask for a special issue. That was why I did the, the, uh, all those Star Trek cocktails, and I, I got a message from ASG, whatever his AGSYZ, I think. Um, and he's, he said, Thank you for doing that. I thought it would just be like a little bit, but you, you went above and beyond. And, um, and he, they said, I hope you're enjoying the other books. And now I am because the one of the books that I had a physical copy of is now fucking destroyed. Uh, so there's that. Yeah, uh, you can't destroy <laughs> digital media easily. Yeah, you can. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, thank you to all our patrons, big and small, for supporting the show. We wouldn't be doing this without your support. Uh, we appreciate all the support you've given us over the years. Uh, really has meant a lot to me, Tim, Buck, Chaco, everybody who supported the show, be it $1 or $500, um, your, your $5,000. Your generosity has has made us keep going, you know, to 296 episodes and soon to be 300. So thank you very, very much. But uh, let's get back to some issues, Tim. What is your second issue this week? Here's what I don't get. A lack of heat prep. Um, so I had to do a load and load out this past week. And, uh, you know, when it's 107 degrees outside and you're working in a building that isn't pumping the AC, You've got a big ass dock that's open the whole day. Um, and you're, you're up three stories, uh, you know, pulling heavy lights. Uh, it, the heat gets to you. And, um, I thought that, you know, if, if instead of this being late July, if this was late January and there was, um, instead of it being 107 degrees outside, it was seven degrees outside and there was, you know, uh, three feet of snow. I wouldn't be coming into work. It's a fair point. Uh, now, you know, most kids have the summers off, but you know, a little bit of summer gets, gets into there in early June and, you know, uh, mid August still can get pretty hot. It's 107 degrees outside. Kids are going to school. Right now? Oh, yes. No, I'm just saying, if, if, it's, if it was 107 degrees outside, you're going to school. That's true. Right? If it's 7 degrees outside and a little icy, good chance you're not going to school. Yeah, they, I, I remember them starting to cancel classes. Now, now, of course, it's all virtual. But I remember them canceling classes because the wind chill was like so low yeah. that kids, kids couldn't feasibly wait at a bus stop. But, but it's 107 degrees, 108 degrees outside. That's fine. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. It just got me thinking about how, how we treat the extreme heat versus the extreme cold. Um, yeah. Like the, I mean, I remember when we were young, they put ozone alert days, ozone alert day, ozone alert day. And that would be just like, okay, what I, in fact, they would put it on the weather, like an, on mm-hmm. in the morning news. Yeah. I had no idea what it meant until probably like the third <laughs> or fourth grade when they, we finally got taught what it was in school. And then, in but the converse like oh yeah there's a chance of snow and they're just like 10 p.m the night before yeah we're canceling school tomorrow can't risk it can't risk kids going out in a little bit of snow but ozone alert day is just like yeah try not to drive your car so much avoid idling of course you can't do that because you live in tulsa and every fucking you'll catch every fucking light between where 
point A and point B red and just sit there for an arbitrary amount of time despite no cross traffic being there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's not just an institutional thing. I think it's it's also uh it's a it's just a prevalent thing among people, right? Like, you know, on a snowy day or cold day, you know, you're not going out there in shorts uh, in a short sleeve shirt, you know, you, you're going to bundle up. You're going to make sure your heater's on if you have a heater on, right? Uh, you have to, you're going to scrape your windshield on your car. You're going to do all this stuff. But when it's hot out, like how much, what do you really do other than just, you know, try to dress lighter? Yeah, there's nothing you and can on do. The, and then people, some, I know, I know people that don't even do that, right? You know, working in 107 degrees, I mean, people were wearing long sleeve shirts and jeans. Yeah. No, I, I'm definitely on that list because like I always wear pants to work. Yeah. Um, and I, <clears throat> part of that is just like so many different rules I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Different places require different things. And so just I've just gotten used to the, the fact that if I just wear long pants, I can make it through. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to violate someone's stupid dress code. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you just kind of get used to it. But uh, so... Funny thing, the day you were loading that show out, I was loading a show out at my new theater and um, we're working for a group that doesn't like to staff anything. So instead, our staff does a bunch of stuff. So at one point I spent about two hours on the grid as a weight loader, as the sole weight loader, (laughs) while someone who had no business running a fly rail was below me. And I'm telling him how to run a fly rail from 30 feet above him. And the kids got headphones in. I was I, like, can you take those out while we're working? And then he would step away and put them back in. And he'd be like, what? I'm like, take your fucking headphones out. Um, so anyway, I finished with that. I get down and I was literally soaked. Like I was as soaked as if I had been standing in the rain, except it was yeah. gross sweat. <laughs> uh, and the difference is that my theater and I'll get I'll get into this in my issue more, but my theater uh, we keep our theater a balmy like 70 degrees year round. We don't, oh, we're not, we don't have a show today. We'll go ahead and turn everything off. No, we're keeping the space at an even temperature because it's better for literally everything inside of it. I mean, it's like any building at any college. It's yeah. always freezing. Yeah. Which is good. And what? And, you know, you can't escape it when you go in theaters. They're so high. You end up you you will feel feel yourself crawl, th- climb through the thermal barrier. Yes. Like there's it's if you've never if you've never done it, it's you don't won't uh, understand. But there's you literally be climbing a ladder in a in a room that's big enough. You'll climb a ladder and you'll go about 20 feet. It seems to be the number every 20 feet you will climb through a clear demarcation where there was cool air below you. And now (laughs) there's hot air that you're climbing into and the reverse going down. And so if you're, when you're talking about a grid that's at the building you are in 96 feet, you're climbing through almost five layers of that. And every time you pass through one, you're just getting hotter and hotter or colder and colder to the point where like when I was working on my grid, which is only 60 feet. So I'm only climbing through three of these. I get down to the to the next lower level and I was cold like I was and then I went down <laughs> to the deck and I was shivering. Yeah, because my body had adjusted to being in such a miserable heat. Yeah. And 
we're just okay with that. We're just like, yeah, people get sweaty. It's fine. Like, no, no need to install more HVAC or try and control things. Or one of the things that I I've done with the union in Tulsa is that I now there is now verbiage in the general working conditions that if it's over a certain temperature and humidity, there are special circumstances that are given with breaks and access to water and those types of things, or people are paid more. So my hope is that that will trickle down into all of the other agreements. So when on Mm -hmm. days like when it's 107, the union can say, Hey building, you need to turn the fucking air conditioners on. Yeah. We're stagehands, but we're still human beings. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's weird that it's it's not just institutional, but it's also personal. Like, mo- uh, you know, uh, like sun visors for your car, right? Most people, I think most people don't even have those. Yeah. I would wager, I would wager that uh, less than 50% of the population that drives has one for their car. Like I, the big fold-out yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I've always had them. Pretty much. But, you know, come to think of it, I remember when, when I was a kid, my stepmom had one in her car, but my dad didn't have one in his car. Mm-hmm. And I think my dad has one now. But they do. They lower your... They can lower your temper, the temperature in your car significantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would always kick myself, like, if I got to work on a day or, you know, school, whatever the case was. And it was kind of like, hazy and overcast mm-hmm. and it wasn't too hot and then and i kind of i did i thought oh, I, I don't need it or i didn't think to do it and then the sun comes out and it gets real hot and i'm like oh shit my car is fucking <laughs> miserable later today yeah 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 um so like right now the not i the one i have right now is like i i was went to walmart to buy it and I saw one that was like the right size for my car and I grabbed it. And when I picked it up, the one behind it in the same box was like a Mylar reflective. And I figured, ah, this will reflect more sun and thus heat and not like absorb heat. Like this one that was like blue or something. Yeah. So I grabbed that one and then I got, bought it, got in the car, got where I was going, opened it up. I bought like a super jumbo. So one of them can almost fill my entire windshield. (laughs) And I just haven't gotten around to like buying one that actually fits properly. So yeah, live and learn, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I I wish, I wish the people you're working for specifically would make better decisions about that kind of thing. But I kind of wish like on the whole around the world, we would just go like, yeah, we should, we should probably make changes yes (laughs) but everything's like wait it needs to be cheaper it needs to be take less time with fewer people and cost less per hour and part of that is if we don't cool the building or don't provide like adequate water or we don't take a bunch of breaks so that people can or rotate people out like imagine if if you went up you went up to the cove you hauled up those 20 lights and then it's like, okay, you're on light duty for the rest of the day. Like you're going to run some cables. You're on the deck. The next time someone has to go up for something, we're sending someone else. Yeah. I mean, we have to, you know, do all that stuff ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. 
You're like, okay, you guys haul these all up. Now we're going to send someone else up there to hang them and, and plug them in. And then we're going to send someone else up there to focus them so that no one's spending a tremendous amount of time in just a miserable area. Or another option would be for the building you're working for to buy the fucking lighting equipment that everyone uses so they just use the fucking building's lighting equipment instead of fucking having to tour their own. Like somebody who will remain nameless myself tried to do four years ago. Fucking worthless cunts. <laughs> do you have anything more on yours? Uh, no, that's about it. I think we're ready for yours. Okay, so I actually have two mini issues, and they're related to your loadout. Great. It's crazy, right? Uh-huh. Uh, here's what I don't mini get. <phone rings> Learned apathy. So I used to work in the building you were loading the show into. Here's yeah. the story, right? And you may know about this, and you may not. But I'm in the gossip pipeline still, so I get I get information. So the show you were loading out, they came to the steward on the call before, like, beginning of the day. It might have been Saturday. And they asked, hey, do you have someone who can do some welding? We need these carts welded. Otherwise, we can't put these lighting fixtures on them to load the show out. Yeah. And the steward knowing that there is a union member working for the building who is also a qualified and certified welder was, would be present figured. Yeah, this will be no problem. So he said to the guy, yeah, no problem. And then the day of the loadout comes, they need this cart welded so the show can load out. And the house person is like, Oh yeah, actually I can't do that because like as a house person, I can't work on another contract. And it's like all of his arguments made sense, but at a certain point we need this shit fixed so that the show can walk out the door yeah. so that you can go home. Mm -hmm. Cause you're not getting overtime. Cause you're so fucking stupid. You agreed to a salaried position at way less than what you made with overtime. You moron. <laughs> so all that's happening. And the show's frustrated. You guys can't put the light equipment on the racks. Therefore, it can't go on the trucks. Therefore, the truck can't pull away. It's just adding more time. So oh, yeah. It was, a it was a long loadout because of it. So what ends up happening is a person who is not on site has to get called at like midnight, I believe is the, the time I was told. Yeah, that's about right. Load up his welding equipment with an assistant. Drive whatever fucking distance he drove from. Because I thought the guy was in Texas, but I guess he was closer nearby. Well, emergency weld this thing, which takes an hour, mm -hmm. then that can finally get loaded. Then the trucks get loaded. Then the thing can load out. Yeah. All of this because this guy wouldn't just, oh, I, I'm not going to get paid for this as uh, like as a contractor for this half hour of work. Um, but you know, it's kind of for the greater good. I'll take this one on the chin and, and someone will take care of me later for something else. And uh, the only thing that I could, the only fathomable reason I can think that this is happening is because the upper management is so unwilling to work with people and do anything to benefit anyone but themselves that it just trickles down to the ones below them. And leadership is something that is the people below you will follow your lead. Now, maybe not all of them will follow it as thoroughly as you'd like, but mm -hmm. when if you set an example of disinterest and, and not just not getting involved with the problem solving process, the people below you will follow that lead. Yeah. And my former boss, this guy's boss, the person that 
with a job the same as mine who has absolutely no business functioning that position because he's not good at any of it (laughs) has set an example whereby this is now the new norm. When I was in the the position of the guy who didn't do the welding, because I didn't have the title he has now, but I was ostensibly functioning in that position as the lead of this the technical staff i set the example by pitching in on loadouts by helping push things by jumping in on projects that needed maybe one more hand my superpower is being on time (laughs) i can find myself in the right place at the right time that's why i've been lucky for most of my life um and so i would just in my natural uh, wandering around, kind of keeping an eye on everything going on to, to see where problems were going to pop up. I would oftentimes find myself somewhere where one more hand would be beneficial. Mm, and yeah, sure. Yeah. I wasn't on the clock to lift the four man, lift this, this thing off of this other thing or run the rail for this thing or push these carts out to the street or help get a, another hand in the truck to pull this stuff off. I wasn't, that wasn't what my position was, but with five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes of my time, save a, a little bit off the backs of everyone that's working under me, that's working with me, uh, save five minutes of strife and struggle. That's really worth it. And for the most part, the other technical staff that I was working with followed my example and would help with those types of things. They would pitch in on projects. They would do a little bit more than we were required to because it was the nice and polite thing to do. And that's why I have the job I have now. Because that's, that's the way I lead. That's the way that I work. But that's not the way these people do it anymore. No. The fucking house lighting guy, the house sound guy, sit in the audience, dicking around on their phones, in plain view of fucking everyone that they are clearly not doing anything, which is just insulting to everyone around you. Now, don't get me wrong. I did my fair share of not doing a fucking thing and playing on my phone at work. Yeah. But I typically did it not in view of literally the entire crew <laughs> working. Here's a, here's a good analogy. I, what? Here's a good analogy. Okay. Spider-Man. Spider-Man 1, specifically. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker has done the wrestling gig, the movie, right? So think of the movie. Yeah. Peter Parker has done the wrestling gig. He wants his money. Guy stiffs him. What does Peter do? He apathetically decides not to stop that robber. Right? He sits there and dicks around on his phone instead. I, don't, I forgot the part where that's my problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, that whole movie is about him... I mean, that's this is whole. It's his whole character. He, like, that's his one regret, right? Is that he didn't didn't stop that guy because it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not. I don't think I'm a hero. I don't think I'm the greatest ever. I just well, that makes you a hero. Yeah, I just think that that the like, I think that that should kind of be the norm. You should always yeah. want to in. Not in every work environment, but in specifically in the theater work environment, you should want to make the lives of those around you better. Because the reality is, in theater, you're working a lot of hours, you're working a lot of hard hours, you're working a lot of miserable hours. (laughs) And the difference between just 
a terrible day and a good day is sometimes the fact that you're paired up with someone who is pleasant to be around. Yeah. I think of my house electrician at the arena. That guy was a guy who was pleasant to be around. Yeah. Uh, he did. He did more than his fair share of, of well-earned I'll say fucking right off. <laughs> you know, there were, there were times during the day where it'd be like, Where's the house electrician? I go, I, I'm sure he's around somewhere. I knew where he was. He was somewhere. He, I, he was taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the clock making yeah. $27 an hour or something, taking a nap. If I were in his position, I'd be fucking taking a nap too. Uh, I did not have the luxury of being in a position where I could take a nap. But when the time came for work to get done, he was making work done. And here's the thing that he did that sets him aside from everyone else around him. So the house electrician deals with interconnecting the road equipment that needs power and the house power distros. Yeah. Now, during a loadout, mostly that entails once like a truss comes down and once a whole segment has finished, then we'll kill and disconnect the power. Yeah. That's really all he has to do. Turn off the power, unconnect the, the cam locks. Now, what he would often do following that was drag the feeder out, put it in a, in, a, in a way that it could easily be bundled up, put back in a case. Sometimes he helped with that. But in the time up to that point, what, you would, what I would always see him doing is wandering around the arena with a little broom and one of those mm -hmm. little dustpans, a Mahoney, yeah. and just sweeping up trash and detritus that was left by the audience. Now, he, that was not a thing that was required of him. They have a janitorial staff to yeah, do that. Yeah. But he, know, he knew the thing that he told me why he did this was because slip and falls are the number one cause of injury in the workplace. And there's all this beer spilled everywhere and there's these food packages and whatnot. And by him taking this time where he could feasibly just be sitting in the tech office just waiting for someone to go like, hey, we need this thing turned off. Instead of doing that, Cleaning up, he was making the work environment safer for everyone, more pleasant for everyone, and showing that if you have nothing to do, find something to do yourself. Yeah. That is the type of unapathy that trickles down. This person's in a high position, and he, like, you want to go by his example and do something more than what it should be. Uh, and I, I, that apathy of... of those people in that facility makes me furious because it didn't used to be like that. It, though people in those positions used to be respected by not only by virtue of their position, but then by the virtue of you had to have a certain level of technical skill to reach, to attain those positions. You had to have, you had to be good at what you did. And now none of that matters anymore. It's only like how little they can possibly pay you. <laughs> And so when I started, when I started as a house technician at that facility, I got, I had instantaneous respect of this person was, we don't know him. He's not anybody here is familiar with, but he clearly has the technical skill to be in this position. So we'll give him the deference of a person in that position for a reasonable period of time. Yeah. You know, the first month or so until people start to get to know you and then they get to, oh, I, now I understand your personality and, and really understand you do know what you're doing. And then I 
I was respected because I was good at what I did, because I was pleasant to be around, because I tried to go that extra mile. And then I look at the house techs now, like the person that, that took my specific position didn't even get respect of just, oh, he attained this job. It's just like, yeah, here's the new guy. He's fucking useless. Mm. Because they have, every little action has undermined those positions to where they are a joke. <laughs> and it's sad. It's disappointing. Yeah. It's not the way that it should be. And those people should strive to do something better. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's my my issue of like the learned apathy. My other mini issue also tied to your loadout is um, here's what I don't mini get. Why the fuck are you still talking to me? <laughs> now, Tim, I turned in my notice for the job that I left yeah. on, on April. I'm giving here's the timeline. April 28th. I got so fed up that I punched in an email and somewhat impulsively sent the email boom i'm gonna quit effective this date six days later on uh seven days later i guess on may 5th i find the job that i have now listed on the internet and apply yeah. uh may 17th i interview via zoom May 21st or something, I drive to St. Louis and interview in person. May 28th, I have my final day with the union, turn mm -hmm. in my phone, end up going out with, I think you and trucking and tucking, or maybe it was just trucking and tucking. But we went and had steaks and drank and fucking just enjoyed the fact that my phone wasn't going to be ringing off the hook for the rest of my life. June 1st, I take what is now my last official shift with the union, just doing a warehouse call. June 20th, I start my new job in St. Louis and, and thus my entrance into hell. <laughs> and Monday fucking morning. No, Sunday. It was, it was Sunday. Sunday fucking morning. I'm going, I'm at work, working on a loadout. Uh, working on a show that I that I'm about to load out that night and I get an email and I'm looking at this fucking email and it's about the settlement of the invoice for the show that you're loading out in Tulsa that I have nothing to fucking do with because it's the fucking 25th of July <laughs> 24th of July whatever fucking day it was I have been not in this job for nearly two whole months yeah that I didn't advance that show. That show is all well past my tenure of working. Why the fuck am I still getting emails about this shit? Are you fucking kidding me? Leave me the fuck alone. Now, granted, it's a union. I have certain amounts of responsibility that I have to fulfill via my placement on certain committees that I agreed to prior to my departure. But that is not fucking one of them. <laughs> and I keep getting these things. I get emails about how do I log into this? What is the information on this? Can you write? Like, I'm writing information to our general working agreement two weeks ago, living in St. Louis in my free time. I don't work for you anymore. I've given you all these notes many times. I keep getting emails where it's like, can you send me the Zoom link to the Zoom meeting we had last month so that I can rewatch it? Like, I sent that to you three times, three goddamn times. Are you 
fuck, I don't fucking live in your fucking jurisdiction anymore. I'm in a totally different fucking jurisdiction. I'm in a different region. You're in the Southwest, I'm in the Midwest. Leave me alone. I don't get it. I don't get how I can possibly be like still fucking inundated with emails from these people this far after leaving. It's because you are holding that much stuff on your shoulders. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still working here. And so, you know, I hear the, you know, not gossip, but, you know, people, people talk and it's just more and more. Everyone's just like, man, he was really doing a lot, wasn't he? <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. That's why he <laughs> fled to another state. He went to literal hell. This, this, this flooded basements. Airbnbs for a month, smoking in your car, fucking people <laughs> running red lights everywhere, $35 parking tickets, $900 a year on parking. It's all better than that. Think about that. Think about how bad that has to be for this shit to sound good. Next door neighbor federal raids. <laughs> Next door neighbor federal fucking raids. Fucking cats and dogs living together. Gates are being stolen. I, you gotta wonder. <laughs> yeah. You gotta wonder. Yeah. I. I just. <laughs> you know the funny thing. One of the last things I got in correspondence from the, uh, being in a union was this thing of like, oh, we're gonna we're inducting people in the Oklahoma Union Hall of Fame. Do you want to submit anybody? Fucking submit me. Can you fucking believe the shit that I did for you people? I ran that place single-handedly for two months before I was like, fucking kill me. I'm done. And no one, and from what, what little I've, I've heard, no one wants to do it. No one wants, like, every, everyone knows. I didn't want to do it. No, I, I, I know you do didn't. I okay. chose to do it because so, uh, someone who doesn't want to do it is better than some, someone who doesn't want to do it and is capable of doing it is better than someone who wants to do it. And is incapable of doing it. Not even, capability <laughs> doesn't even enter into it. If you want that job, you want it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. That is a, that is a position where you are in service to your fellow man. You're, you're doing it because it has to be done. It's like being president. People that <laughs> campaign and want to be president like Kamala Harris have absolutely no, you know, uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. You're far better off with someone who reluctantly takes power than you are with someone who seeks it. Just fucking let me off the hook, man. I'm, I'm really tempted at this point. Like, so my dues are paid through the rest of the year. I paid all my dues in January cause it's just easier. Yeah. Um, I'm really in inclined to like take a withdrawal card, tell them to hold on to the, the, last two quarters of dues because if I ever want to re have my membership reinstated I'll have to pay two quarters of dues so they'll just be I'll just be covered for reinstatement at any point and just be like no I'm fucking leave me alone I've moved away I am done with you people you people have provided me nothing but stress and annoyance and not a fucking a dozen of you are worth it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's really what it comes down to is like, 
all those people, nobody wants it because none of those people are willing to do anything to help anyone other than them fucking selves. So you're just, you're just coasting on the good graces of people like me who will go, who are will, who are willing to do it to f- fix a thing and people who are still willing to chip in because it's the right thing to do. But all that fucking right thing to do gets me as a goddamn basement full of ruined shit. <laughs> Fuck uh, karma. I mean, if you want to blame anyone for the flood, that's who you blame. I'm blaming Peter Gabriel because he wrote that fucking song, Here Comes the Flood. Yeah. That's who I'm blaming. Yeah, but he also wrote Sledgehammer, and that's a bop. No, what you should have said was he also wrote Steam, which is the opposite of the flood. You fucked up, Tim. Your Peter Gabriel knowledge is lacking. <laughs> it is. It really. I, I, I'm not a Peter Gabriel fan. I'm not, I was, I've never been a Genesis fan. Yeah. I like Invisible Touch. That's it. What about I Can't Dance? Haven't heard it. So, oh, you haven't. I can't. I tried to listen. What's what's the album everyone loves? The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. I think it's Foxtrot. That's that one. Yeah, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway is like. I tried to listen to it. Couldn't stand it. On Broadway, on Broadway. Yeah, couldn't stand it. I was like, well, I guess I don't like Genesis. That's Peter Gabriel Genesis. You probably like Phil Collins Genesis. It's like a fucking degenerate. Uh, yeah. I just I like I just want to. I I wish I could like Vulcan mind meld, and I would I would just sneak into people's homes and Vulcan mind meld the last year of my life into those mm-hmm. people's heads. Yeah. And then, or the emails that I get and still respond to quickly and succinctly and some of them professional. <laughs> uh, Cause I'm really past my give a fuck point. So sometimes I get an email that's stupid and I reply back with a, this is a stupid email. Like that's the subtext of, of what I'm getting. Um, but yeah, just be like, yeah, you think I'm, you think I'm the worst person in the world? Get fucking buckled up. I wonder if that would be an interesting uh, horror movie. Uh, like, not monster, but like bad guy, a la Wishmaster. Mm-hmm. Like, he like he just makes you see, he makes you walk a mile in someone else's shoe. It's the curse of knowledge. <laughs> like, that would be that would be what they did, is they, like, once you know everything, your brain just burns out. I think I think there's a movie where that's the that's the subtext of that's what kills people. A beautiful mind knowledge. <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a sci-fi movie or something. Where the guy I think the guy wishes like I wish I knew everything and then he just burns up and explodes. Uh that's an episode of Next Generation where Barkley becomes all knowing. <laughs> yeah, but then he gets dumb again. Yeah, that's that 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 Hence, that's the point. <laughs> so anyway, those are my two mini issues. I know it's a it's a weird format change, but you know, fuck it. We're in the lame duck, man. <laughs> Do you know what we want? People are going to go, why don't you put those in a mini set? Because I'm pissed off about them this week. Yeah. And they're both interrelated because they're related to a loadout that you did. And why I have such intimate knowledge of a loadout that you did when I live 360 miles away, 390 yep. miles away. And I have told you nothing about it. And you told me that was the thing. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day and you were like, yeah, I'm, on Monday. You said, I'm really worn out from that loadout. And I said, one of my issues is about your loadout. <laughs> I'm not getting this. Tim isn't Tim isn't. I don't like chit chat and like gossip. This is other people telling me this shit. Yeah. <sighs> Amazing. Yeah. 
People think they're like, they're like, ah, he's gone away. We can blame him for everything. No, I am all knowing. Uh, there's still a lot of people that like me, people that matter. So, well, anyway, that's my issue. And that wraps up for this week's episode. Here's what I'll get. So until next time, I'm Tad Burt. I'm Jim Handelbreaker. Catch you next week. See you. If you want to call in, here's what got hotline. Call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the Discord and leave a voicemail there. You can see the voicemail hotline there scrolling below me. Uh, I put it on I put it on the stream. If you're watching the streams now, I think next week Tim will have video and decent internet. So hopefully, yep. It'll be we'll have like three episodes of something watchable. Four episodes <laughs> of something watchable. Instead of like me and then this little square over here next to me that's that's just a, a camera with a line through it to imply that Tim is there when really he's not. He's a ghost. Uh, so we got here's some stuff from the voicemail hotline. Why do you not remember me? It's gingerbread girl. Oh, you bread girl. Oh, my God. Uh, that was creepy. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, that was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the way it was like cutting out and became yeah, distorted yeah. and weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got a bunch of voicemails here from Eric the Red on Discord. I've got one to Mister Kill Everything, one to Dead Helm, and one to Sage. Which one would you like to hear first? Let's just go in order. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, uh, let's go in order. I bet they, they're going to get increasingly more frustrating. Or frustrating. All right, here we go. This voicemail is directed to Mr. Kill Everything, who said that Terminator Dark Fate was better than Terminator 2. Why don't you, Mr. Keep your bad opinions to yourself? You should Mr. Kill some fucking time watching a good movie for a change. How about you, Mr. Kill off your few remaining brain cells by smashing your face into the fucking TV? Uh, that's a really, really good point he makes yeah. there because uh, Terminator Dark Fate is a worthless piece of shit film. Oh, terrible. I wonder if Andy's underwater. Hey guys, it never occurred to me as a problem after all these years of listening, but I was listening to the show today with a friend of mine, and uh, you mentioned trucking and tucking, and uh, they asked me if that was a transsexual over the road driver. <laughs> you know, I, I never thought about it before, but uh, is it? <laughs> I know uh, who's going to love this episode. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Transsexual over the road driver, trucking and tucking, calling in. No, he's called trucking and tucking because he drives it. Well, he drove a pickup truck and he always tucks his shirt in. Always yep. tucks his shirt in. Uh, uh. <laughs> that's some funny shit. Uh. Uh, here's one to Dead Helm from Eric the Red. This voicemail is directed to Dead Helm. Why don't you dedicate your life to getting some bitches, you bitch? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
you spend as much time helming a bathtub as you do helming a voice mailbox, you might accidentally stumble into some friends. The reason your nickname starts with dead is because you have the charisma of a dead man. Get dead, dead hell. These are fucking fire. Yeah, these Holy are great. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, I've got, I've got a Sage, an Andy, or another, or a Mr. Kill Everything. Let's see if Andy's underwater. Let's see if he uh, sent us a message from a boat. He sent it on Friday, so he's not underwater. Ah. But yeah, Andy, let us know if, uh, if your garage flooded. Hey, guys. This is 81st District Representative Steve Butts. <laughs> and this is how I talk. I heard your last episode, uh, and what you said about Bill Stevens. Now, I really, really appreciate what you do for me, guys. Uh, but you forgot to mention a few things, such as uh, legislation to uh, ban Legos and Star Trek. Uh, I don't know if you heard about those yet. Yeah. He, he doesn't like those. And he's going to ban those. So. Remember, August 2nd, Steve Butt. I have never been caught with my wiener in a dachshund. I'm not saying Bill Stevens has, but I've never had my wiener in a dachshund. <laughs> so I'm all fine with banning Star Trek because all the, they, they announced that like, they're going to do more spinoff shows and they're going to yeah. hit Deep Space Nine. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, please, God, stop. Just stop. Just make one show about something that's new to you people. Uh, oh, Lower Decks, that's, a, that's an original deal. They stole the idea from an episode of The Next Generation. I mean, a completely, a completely new series set after post-Nemesis, post-Picard, in the distant future, no cameos for the first three seasons, all original characters who are not dependent on a legacy character as their, like, father or brother or some other stupid bullshit... And the ship is not a ship we fucking heard of before. No fucking, oh yeah, it's the NCC 74654C Voyager. No, fuck you. An, an original show. Just one. Try it. See, you might like it. You know, one of the things that got uh, really, really wet in the basement, Tim? What? my big wad of uh, lower deck shirts that Tony from Hack the Moon <laughs> sent me. Um, so oh, no. I'm going to seal those in a Ziploc vacuum bag and just mail them straight back to him. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, man. I do, need to, I do need to get my revenge for that. Finally, we've got one here from Eric the Red to Sage. Here we go. This voicemail is directed to Sage. Why does Sage fuck teenage? Why is your girlfriend's age 12 years old? How about you cage your rage and engage some bitches your own age, Sage? It's, it's actually really hard to come up with puns for the word Sage, so all I have left to do is tell you to get raped. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, strong finish. And uh, speaking of Sage... Hey guys, it's Sage. Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, for the guy who keeps on, you know, calling and uh, he works at a pizza shop, you know, because he's he's not a huge loser. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, I've turned over a new leaf. Uh, you know, my my life has changed drastically uh, in the last week. So uh, I just wanted to say, you know, I wanted to 
you know, apologize for everything that I've said. Um, uh, a, a big thing I want to say is, you know, like, uh, I'd like to send you some flowers or something, you know, to apologize. So if you could just give me your address, give me your fucking address so that, uh, I can apologize, you know, and <laughs> tell me where you live. Beat the shit out of you. Uh, cause that, that would be a horrible thing to do. And I would never do that clearly based on your baseless assumptions. So yeah, I just, I just want to apologize. So just give me your address. Just want to talk. Thanks. I just, just want to talk. I just want to talk, man. I just want to talk to him. Just want to talk to him, Meg. I just want to kill him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally we got a reply from Mister Kill Everything oh, to Sage. I, I, I mean, I. So I'm torn, right? And on one hand, I want to just quickly email them, send them both each other's numbers, mm-hmm. right, and let them but, let them knock it out. Sure, sure. But on the other hand, if they are doing this in private. We don't get to, we're not in on the joke. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, maybe, maybe that'll be like the, uh, so here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking, Tim. Episode 299. I'm thinking we post the StreamYard link to everyone and just let, you know, Dead Helm, Mr. Kill Everything, Sage, Eric the Red, Andy, Jay, uh, Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, Vinnie Paulino, Larry Blydner, Dick Masterson, anybody who wants to, you know, listeners for a long time that want to jump in and, like, be heard, we put them in here, we do, like, a call-in show, we rapid-fire through a bunch of, a bunch of don't-gets from them as, like, a big send-off, and then episode 300 is, is just, like, almost a standard episode, normal issues, that's the big deal. What do you think? Sounds good to me. All right, cool. So there you go, guys. Uh, episode 299, which should be recording sometime in August. Yep. Uh, let me, I, I, have the, I have the calendar marked for when the final episode is, so it'll be the week before that. It'll probably be um, the 15th of August on Monday in the evening. Keep your schedules clear. Cause uh, we'll have, we'll have a bunch of people on. We'll do like a big rapid fire. We'll have a, we'll have a, like a knockdown debate between Mr. Kill Everything and Sage. It'll be great. I'll be in an even shittier place. That's even more flooded. <laughs> so anyway, here's the, here's our final voicemail for this week. Sage, you are correct. You never said that you park your car in handicapped spots. This is accurate. I simply stated that you complain about not being able to park in these spots. However, you should park far away as possible for your own good. Walking is good for you and your back pain. Exercise is good. Especially stretching is good for your back as well. Stretching is so easy, you could do it at home. You're going to need it for your fight coming up with dead help. Yes, Whoa. Sage, you did, are correct. Did he just pawn off the fight to dead <laughs> I, helm? I think so. <laughs> I think he, okay, we got to, I mean, there's, there's more left in this voicemail, but I'm, uh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked to hear that, Monty. Let's hear the rest of the voicemail. What a heel turn. Speaking of heel turns, Vic McMahon uh, stepped down from WWE. For for no reason. Yeah. Out out of the blue, all of a sudden. Did you see the way he stepped down? He was like walking all funny. (laughs) (laughs) Back to this voicemail. You are the one who brought up the internet tough guy stuff. This is also accurate. 
That is why I responded to you about it, stating that you describe yourself, that you are the Internet tough guy. Plus, there's another reason why I brought it up again, to drive home the point, that you are someone who will never follow through with any fight challenges. Internet tough guys are lazy. Come on, Sage, tough guy. What happened to you calling up all the restaurants to try to find me and come kick my ass? What happened to that? You said you're a man of action. I specifically told you what restaurants not to call so it'll be easier for you. What happened? Tough guy, faggot. Now you just want my address? Searching for me got too hard for you, you lazy fuck. Talk shit, tough guy. You're too lazy to try to find me now? How do you not pay attention to what's being said to you? Are you really that lazy? Or do you get so triggered when you hear my voice that you just stop what you're doing and just march off to the toilet to take one of those dick-shaped turds that you talked about before while grunting, roaring, screaming really loud while you're listening to my voicemails? I'm sure that's got to be interesting for the neighbors. You mentioned before those extremely smelly farts that you send out to the wolf or others to smell. Well, I was listening to old WATP, and they were reviewing a couple of bitches. WATP. And one said her pussy always smells bad a couple of days after her husband comes in her. Well, yeah, it's going to smell. Semen dies. Duh. Clean your fucking pussy, you dumb bitch. And the same applies to you, Sage. Clean the cum out of your asshole, and I'll fix your smelly farts. Hygiene is important. Wash yourself, you lazy fuck. Also, you're so lazy that you just lay there and take it in the ass. So if you stop taking in the ass, there'll be no more cum in there, and that'll also solve your dick-shaped shits that you keep plopping out, you lazy, sissy, faggot, bottom bitch. That was a, that was a, uh, that was a good one. It was a deep cut. I will say this about searching for people. Um, so uh, this is going to sound creepy, but it's not. It's not. It's kind of creepy. Uh, <laughs> today, I went on the internet. Let me text Vinny real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I went on the internet and with only a person's first name, city they live in, and job description, found them on Instagram and also where they live. <laughs> now I will say in my defense that this person and I are biologically related. Uh-huh. So I feel like it's it's not as weird as it sounds. Sure, sure. You're doing that in a service. What? You're doing them a service. I'm not doing them a service. So uh here's the thing. This is great. Um I I'm I signed up for a glass blowing class. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about on the yeah. show. Uh, that I I like glass blowing. Like this picture behind me is, and I'm being picture in the literal sense, not like Carl and Tim say it when they mean a photograph. This is a hand blown like piece of glass. It's got some like imperfections and whatnot. So anyway, I signed up for a glass blowing class because I I want to make. I'm going to make a gift for my mother for Christmas. That is the essential cocktail glasses, right? Oh, cool. Yeah. So wine glass, old fashioned glass, coup glass, highball glass, Mm -hmm. four glasses on a tray that is that I'll make the tray and like, so Dale Chihuly is why my mom is interested in blowing glass that got me interested in blowing glass. So he makes these like wild plate things that have like uh, swirls of color and shit. But I needed, I was like, I'm going to, this is going to be subversive. So each glass 
is going to have, it's going to be primarily clear glass with a swirl of color in it. And the swirl of color will correspond to the birthstones of four people. Uh-huh. I needed to know what the birthstone of the fourth person was because I didn't know. Gotcha. So that was why I was looking up all this stuff. Yes. As a creep. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Well, so look forward so, to being uh, on the creep off next week. <laughs> 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 the glass blower. So all I'm saying is, like, if you just go back and listen to every episode, be sure to re-download them so our numbers are, are boosted, and like <laughs> listen to all of Mister Kill Everything's voicemails, and then Google all that, all those details. You probably find out where he lives. Probably. No. Oh. I know it'd be a lot easier to just ask because mm-hmm. I could have done that, but I felt like that would be weirder. Maybe. <laughs> I like to, I, I, I'm very self-sufficient. I like to solve problems on my own. I don't like yeah. to get people involved in solving my problems. So I, I solve my own problem via uh, some high quality creepage. Nice. So there we go. So anyway, <clears throat> well, that's it for this week. Um, it's probably a shorter episode than it should be because we like just fucking plowed through this shit. But thank you everybody for supporting the show. We appreciate it. Uh, surprise Tim's electricity or and or internet didn't go out with the storm. I'm sure that storm is headed straight here for oh, to probably. rain all night I mean, the lights, the lights flickered a couple times while, while we've been recording, so pretty yeah. lucky. Well, uh, until next time. See ya. Bye. <laughs>